Good morning, YouTubers. This is Steve Bradley coming to you from beautiful Payson, Arizona. And I want to talk today about how to be sure God is working for you. In 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9, we read this. The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of him whose heart is perfect toward him. That verse involves intentionally honoring God, and folks, it's not easy to always do. I want to talk about King Asa, who gives us a story of great success and unnecessary failure. Asa was a good king. Second uh, Chronicles chapter 14 describes his rule as one that honored God. The Bible says Asa did what was good and right in the eyes of the Lord his God, for he removed the altars of the foreign gods and the high places and broke down the sacred pillars and cut down the wooden images. He commanded Judah to seek the Lord God of their fathers and to observe the law and the commandment. So this is a kind of a departure from some of those evil kings that Israel and Judah had. Uh, of course, Asa was a king of Judah. Sometimes, folks, we honor God and then we succeed. Asa had success in war. He defended Judah because he obeyed the Lord. For many years, he had peace. In 2 Chronicles chapter 14, verse 6, and he had fortified cities in Judah, for the land had rest, and he had no war in those years because the Lord had given him rest. However, the peace didn't last, even though he had a standing army of over a half a million people. Second Chronicles chapter 14, verses 9 and 10, we read this. Then Zerah, the Ethiopian, came out against them with an army of a million men and three hundred chariots. And he came to Marashah. So Asa went out against him, and they set the troops in battle array in the valley of Zephathah at Marashah. Now this terrified Asa, because the army that the Ethiopian had was twice the size of his. So Asa turned to the Lord. He turned to the Lord for help. And Asa cried out to the Lord, his God and said, Lord, it is nothing for you to help, whether with many or with those who have no power. Help us, O Lord, our God, for we rest on you, and in your name we go against this multitude. O Lord, you are our God. Do not let man prevail against you. So the Lord struck the Ethiopians before Asa and Judah, and the Ethiopians fled. And the rest of the story goes, that they chased them all, all the way down wherever they did and took all kinds of plunder and captives and so on. So Asa won handily in this, even though his army was only half the size of the Ethiopians. God blessed Asa and called on him to fully reform the nation's spiritual life. In 2 Chronicles chapter 15, says, Now the Spirit of God came upon Azariah, the son of Oded, and he went out to meet Asa and said to him, Hear me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you while you are with him. 
If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. For a long time, Israel has been without the true God, without a teaching priest, and without law. But when in their trouble they turned to the Lord God of Israel and sought him, he was found by them. And in those times, there was no peace to the one who went out, nor to the one who came in, but great turmoil was on all the inhabitants of the land. So nation was destroyed by nation and city by city, for God troubled them with every adversity. But you, be strong and do not let your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. So the prophet came to him and said, Hey, you follow the Lord and he'll bless you. That's what happened. Asa actually reformed all Judah, returning them to the worship of the Lord. Second Chronicles 15.8 And when Asa heard these words and the prophecy of Oded the prophet, he took courage and removed the abominable idols from all the land of Judah and Benjamin and from all the cities which he had taken in the mountains of Ephraim. And he restored the altar of the Lord that was before the vestibule of the Lord, that is, in the temple. Asa also conducted many other reforms, including destruction of the idol worship throughout Judah, and even removed his own mother from her position and destroyed her idolatrous worship. Therefore, there was no war until the 35th year of the reign of King Asa. Remember this part of the text of the prophecy was, the prophecy came. It's important. The Lord is with you while you are with him. The Lord is with you while you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. Later, however, Asa messed up. And instead of continuing to seek God, he sought his own method of doing things. In Second Chronicles 16, we read this. In the 36th year of the reign of Asa, Basha, king of Israel, came up against Judah and built Ramah that he might uh, let none go out or come in to Asa, king of Judah. Then Asa brought silver and gold from the, from the treasuries of the house of the Lord and of the king's house, and sent to Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, who dwelt in Damascus, saying, Let there be a treaty between you and me, as there was between my father and your father. See, I have sent you silver and gold. Come, break your treaty with Basha, king of Israel, so that he will withdraw from me. Now this proved to be a disastrous mistake, folks, because God had already told him that he was going to take care of him. He made it specific. At that time, Hanani, the seer, the prophet, came to Asa, king of Judah, and said to him, Because you have relied on the king of Syria and have not relied on the Lord your God like you did before, therefore the army of the king of Syria has escaped from your hand. Were the Ethiopians and the Lubim not a huge army with many chariots and horsemen? Yet, because you relied on the Lord, he delivered them into your hand. In this you have done foolishly. Therefore, from now on, you shall have wars. 
Now, folks, Asa started out well, and he carried through for decades. But he began to rely on himself and his human wisdom. Now, human wisdom is not always bad. Common sense is often the thing to do. But in this case, God had already told him, trust me in these situations. And the source was probably his pride. He forgot that the kingdom is the Lord's. And so it was in Israel because Israel was basically a theocracy with a king ruling under God. So Asa did not seek God first. Asa's fatal mistake was this. At that time, Hanani the seer came forth, came to King of Jude, Asa, king of Judah, and said to him, The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is perfect toward him. Now watch Asa's response, because this is so important. Second Chronicles 16.10 Then Asa was angry with the seer. He put him in prison, for he was enraged at him because of this, and Asa oppressed some of the people at the same time. Now Asa could have humbled himself before the Lord. No, not, not him. He shot the messenger. Now this is a pattern, folks, amongst successful, powerful Christians and frankly, amongst all people. They think that they can rely on themselves rather than God, and so they make the worst mistake of their lives. And often, they repeat that mistake over and over. They repeat that mistake for the rest of their lives, and their refusal to repent merely compounds the problem and makes that mistake permanent. So here's Asa's later life, and listen to this. Note, this is, I'm just quoting here. Note that the rest of the acts of Asa, first and last, are indeed written in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel. And in the 39th year of his reign, so this is just a few years after, he blew up at the seer and put him in prison and refused to turn back to the Lord. Asa became diseased in his feet, so he got sick. And his malady was severe. In other words, he had a lot of pain and affliction. Yet in his disease, he did not seek the Lord, but the physicians. In other words, his mistake carried through not only to his kingship, but to his personal life. And he never got well. He became diseased in his feet. He had terrible sickness, yet in his disease he did not seek the Lord, but the physicians. So Asa rested with his fathers and died in the 41st year of his reign. And you know, it's just amazing. Asa refused the help of God, even when he was really sick. Cain and I had shown him the way back. That's the prophet who came to him. When, when he said, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. That's another translation of that word perfect. The word is originally salam or salam, and it 
is the same word from which we get shalom, but the idea is of somebody who is blameless toward God, whose heart is honest and true. And that's the idea. But Asa would not take that advice. He didn't want to turn back to the Lord and his stubborn refusal to listen to God and repent ultimately cost him his life. What a terrible end to a fine man. And it's true that many people, when they get older, they just kind of take the Lord for granted. And as you grow older, don't do that. Here are some lessons. I'm personally convinced that if Asa had humbled himself and said, that is, when the seer approached him over his mistakes with Syria and Israel, if he had said, I was wrong, I've sinned against the Lord, Lord, please forgive me, I want to change, God would have continued his blessing to Asa. He did not. Instead, in his pride, he got mad. After all, wasn't he the king? No, the king was God, and God honors us when we honor him, not just with our words, but with our whole heart. He helps us when we honor him. When we, when we reject him and his word, dishonor inevitably follows. Now, this is sort of an Old Testament version of Matthew 6.33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. When you seek God first and seek him with your whole heart, he shows you what to do. And if he's not shown you what to do, then sometimes you shouldn't act. Sometimes you should just use your common sense. That's how life is. For example, what car do I buy? Is it the nicest car, the prettiest car, or the most reliable car? Well, we look, we look for reviews and so on and try to find something that continues to work without a lot of repairs. That's just smart. And we're required to do that, by the way. The Lord wants us to use our brains, but he also wants us to rely on him. You cannot go wrong by having a perfect heart toward God or a loyal heart, a true heart, a blameless heart. You don't hurt anyone but yourself and other people when you take the path of stubborn pride, doesn't hurt God when you fail to obey him, but it hurts you. You hurt other people and become your own worst enemy when you refuse to repent and turn back to God 100%. Folks, Asa's final result of life could have been so much different. And all I have to say about that is of all the human flaws, pride and self-will can do us the most harm. Don't be an Asa. Pride is the one thing that keeps you from repenting. Self-will adds to it. When you are too proud to humble yourself before God and repent, you're in a path that leads to destruction. So here's the verse again. The eyes of the Lord run to and, thro run to and fro pardon me, throughout the whole earth 
to show himself strong in the behalf of those whose heart is perfect toward him or loyal toward him. Become that way. Stay that way. Check yourself by this verse every so often. Is my heart right toward God? Or am I evading what he wants me to do? Become that way. Stay that way. Listen to God. And if you fail, don't be an Asa. Instead of being an Asa and standing up and saying, I'm not going to listen, repent and humble yourself before him. Don't get mad. Return to the Lord. Have a perfect heart toward God. He will always work for you if you do. May God bless you richly and fill your heart with his presence and give you everything good that he has to offer. And may you always have a heart that is right toward him. This is Steve Bradley, God's Wordsmith, signing off from YouTube.